me start today off by saying something. When I am doing videos or podcasts or anything else where I am basically sitting in a room talking to myself, I convince myself that I am talking to one of my really close girlfriends and that makes it so much simpler. So you guys pay me no attention if I start saying things like, girl, you would not believe what I heard. Or did you see that? Because that's why. Just giving you a little forewarning. So jumping right in there, because there are a couple of things I do want to cover today. How many of you saw the Super Bowl? Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I could care less about the Super Bowl. Don't care. The only reason I watch it is for the very interesting commercials and the halftime show. That's it. I would not have any idea whatsoever what is happening on that field or which team to root for or anything else. Don't care. If I'm forced to sit there, I'm usually reading a book until halftime or a commercial break. It is what it is. But if you watched Sunday's game, then I'm sure you saw the lovely performance by J-Lo and Shakira. That is starting quite the buzz with everyone this week. I mean, after all, they were scantily clad women all over the stage. Now, if you're waiting for me to tell you that I was appalled and, oh, I was so upset, you're going to still be waiting. I actually loved the show. I did. There's all this freaking out that they had too much showing and, oh, my goodness, it's a family show and my kids were present and she had a stripper pole. Okay, first of all, why does your kid know what a stripper pole is? That's the question you need to be asking yourself, isn't it? Second of all, I'm pretty sure that I recall some old episodes where there were men on that stage. No shirts, dancing around, gyrating, pretty much the same way they would do as a stripper. And these same women that are all over social media were not freaking out. And the reason I can say that is because some of the people that are freaking out really loudly and really vocally are my Facebook friends. And I'm looking at this thinking, hmm, I don't recall you saying anything last year. You were loving it when it was, what, Adam Levine or some daggone body, if I recall. But now it's women and it's freak out city, isn't it? Hmm. Let me tell you something. Yes, J-Lo is 50 years old. Pretty sure they said Shakira was 43. Most of us, unfortunately, We can't do those moves. We can't do all of that they were doing at the ages we are. So is that what some of you are upset about? Because there is always room for us to work on ourselves. Because heck, any of those moves would need serious workouts for me. Am I willing to do all of that? Probably not. Not to mention, well, there's that problem me not, not having any rhythm. But that's besides the point. The point is, any of us that wanted our bodies to look that way have the time and energy to do so. And I don't want to hear, oh, well, I work all the time and I don't have any time because people make time for what we want to make time for. Let's be honest. 
I can easily say I don't have time to work out, but yet and still, I can still find time to read a book until 2 a.m. if it's really engrossing to me when I know I should be sleeping. So if I can do that, I can find time to do something else that's important to me. So if we're really intent on improving our bodies or whatever, we would find the time. So I don't know what the big deal is that they had too much showing. I mean, pretty sure she was expressing, they were both expressing their culture in Miami, which is what the biggest party city ever. I don't know. All I know is I don't see what the big problems are or why everyone is freaking out. I thought it was a great show. It was fun. It was entertainment. And I don't know what to tell you about your kids in the room. Uh, I don't. If your kids are freaked out, uh, I'm pretty sure you should probably be checking because they probably watch music videos and they probably see more than that clothing wise just on their social media sites. But I digress. Anyway, moving on to my next topic. Um, I don't know how many of you are very familiar with reality TV. How much of it you watch, how much of it you don't. I'm not going to lie. It is my little guilty pleasure. I mean, girl, when you're stressed out and you just have too much on your plate, you watch a little reality TV, you feel so much better about your life. Nobody's shaking tables. Nobody's putting you through that kind of drama they go through. You don't have every female friend wanting to fight you every other day. Who's hard? But anyway, I used to be a avid, avid watcher of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm not going to lie. I have not kept up at all recently. I'm several seasons behind. Every blue moon, I might catch a few minutes of an episode because I'm turning channels and then I'm a little confused because I haven't watched it in so long but I have not watched this season at all I admit that but I did see a clip that is circulating um, if you've ever watched the show Cynthia Bailey is on the show she's a former model she may still be currently modeling I don't know but she was a supermodel at one time at some point during this show she got engaged to Mike Hill. Now, I'll be honest, I had no idea who Mike Hill even was until he started dating her on the show. And even then, I wasn't watching the show at the time, so I was just seeing it on my social media platforms or in magazines or what have you. But apparently, he is a sportscaster. Again, probably why I don't know who he is, but whatever. So there is a clip circulating because apparently he's having a conversation with her and some friends where he's admitting to having cheated on his previous wives. Say so what now? You've been married twice before and you cheated on both wives. Not one, both of them. And of course, Cynthia is a little concerned because her thing is what makes me any different. You know, they do a little private diary room session with her and her question is trying to figure this out girl you need to be trying to figure this out because if a man is telling you that he's cheated multiple times on prior wives my first concern is do you have any value for the sanctity of marriage do you take it seriously or not and I know 
Let me just give him a little leeway here. He does say in this clip that he's been working on himself and he's apologized to both ex-wives and he has discussed this with his children because he feels they're at an age where they should understand. He's been working on himself by writing a book. I don't know. Maybe that's helping him. I don't know. And I am definitely not someone who says people can't change. Hey, people can change if they're willing to change and put in the work to do so. Right. So mm, I don't know if he's putting in the work, maybe. But I don't hear him say he's he's talked to someone. He's done any kind of therapy to figure out why he was doing this crap in the first place and why he felt the need to cheat on these women. I don't know. He never says that. He just says he's done some work now. Who knows? That work could have encompassed a lot. He could have done a lot of things he just doesn't mention. So in that realm, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he's done what it takes. I know my husband has been married before and his favorite, and he's never cheated on his wives, but his favorite thing to tell me is that being married before taught him what he should or should not do in a marriage in order to get it right. I don't know. Maybe that works. I know a lot of people who do say their prior marriage taught them a lot and it helped them make their current marriage successful. Now, I have to agree that there are some things you learn as far as what you'll tolerate and what you will not tolerate in marriage just from being married. And maybe the man has learned something. I don't know. But I do find it very, very concerning that you're telling us you've been married twice and cheated on both of them. Now, I don't think he actually mentions how, how many times he cheated, whether it was one night stands, whether he had full blown relationships with these women, because believe me, it does make a difference. Um, but either way, it's still the same thing. You're still being unfaithful to women you promised fidelity to. So if I were her, instead of just having these little diary room chats about how she wonders what makes her different, she should be sitting down having some serious conversations with him prior to the marriage. Because we need to figure out why you got to that point, why you thought, felt it was okay to get to that point, and what we can do in our situation to make sure that doesn't happen, right? I don't know. Whew. Anyway, that, that's a heavy, heavy topic. Anyways, so moving on, how many of you have ever watched Married at First Sight. The actual concept of this show is crazy. I don't even recall how I got caught up in it. It's one of these crazy shows that's kind of dating show, kind of more reality show, where these experts find you someone that's supposed to be your perfect match on paper. You don't get to meet this person. You show up at a specified time in your wedding attire, your whole family is there, and you have an actual wedding. And yes, you are officially married to a stranger. You meet them at the altar. I kid you not. These people are introducing themselves to each other as they're standing there. 
you know, that moment that you all expect the tears, the waterworks when you see the bride. Instead, you see sighs of relief because, oh, she's not got ugly. Or, whew, I mean, there's been episodes in the past where one of the brides, Jamie, I think when I first started watching this, Jamie and Doug, I think is his name. She ended up going through with it, but then going to a hallway somewhere and bawling her eyes out because she thought he was so unattractive and so not her type. But she didn't want to just not go through with the wedding. Now, fortunately for them, that did work out well because they are still married. They now have one baby and another baby on the way. I think they've had a couple of miscarriages in between, but they're very, they seem to be very, very happy now. But anyway, that's the premise of the show. Um, the latest season has a few people that are just, they, they, they make you want to have a conversation or, or grab the girl and shake her. I mean, whichever happens first. I, I don't know. But let's just jump right into this. One of the couples is called, uh, is, is, her name is Mika and he's Michael. Now, at first I thought they seemed okay. They were getting along. And then, you know, with this wedding, they send them on an actual honeymoon. Right before the honeymoon, he tells her family how he's not going to pressure her about sex. It'll happen when it happens. He knows they just met, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Then at some point when the cameras are not rolling, he apparently tells Mika that if they don't have sex at some point during this honeymoon, this wedding thing ain't going to work for him. Dude, you just met her five seconds ago. And, and just let's to be truthful, there are quite a few other couples who do end up having sex on the honeymoons on this show. But you don't tell me that because if you tell me that now I'm shut down completely. Ain't nothing happening with you, dude. And that was her interpretation. She's like, uh, no. And she tried to bring it up on camera and he's trying to pretend he didn't say it, which just frustrated her more because her thing is you do one thing on camera and you act a totally different way off camera. So now I don't even know who I'm dealing with. And I agree with her because if you're on this show and you're putting on airs and you're trying to look like Mr. Sweet and loving, but behind closed doors, you're doing something else. This experiment ain't going to work. And see, the benefit of this show is that at the end of, I think they're doing this like maybe six weeks, you have to decide you want to stay married or you want to get a divorce because these people are legally married at this point. And at this point, he is still not admitting that that's what he said. He has gone so far as deny, deny, deny. Then he decides he's not sleeping in the same room with her that night. He goes to another hotel room. When she finally talks to him again, she notices he's not even wearing his wedding ring anymore. And he gives her some ridiculous story about not wearing it because he feels they need to reset and blah, blah. No, dude, if you're married and you have problems, it doesn't mean your rings come off. Not if you're really in this. Your rings stay on and you work on a solution if you're really married. See, that's the difference between married and in a relationship. You can decide in your little relationship that maybe you don't want to be in it anymore. Marriage, you're supposed to be prepared to put in the work. You don't have those I'm out options because then maybe you weren't in in the first place. If the first fight you have, you take your rings off. And it wasn't even a fight. It was a discussion. She was calling him out 
She wasn't yelling. They were calm. His rings are off now? Come on, dude. Get with it. Anyway, then there's there's about five couples, but there's only like two of the couples seem perfectly fine. Um, Zach and Mindy. Hmm. Zach looks like a wannabe model. I think he actually did some modeling before. So he keeps finding ways to make sure his abs are showing in every scene. Whatever, dude. We know you have abs. We don't care. Whereas poor Mindy is like really sweet and but I knew from the beginning she didn't look like his type because he kept talking about how he's dated these really beautiful women in the past and they just still didn't do it for him. What, dude? Anyway, at some point on their honeymoon, he goes ahead and tells this girl that he is just not attracted to her yet. And what does she want him to do about it? You know, if I wasn't on camera, dude, I could tell you what I want you to do about it. But I'm on camera, so I can't really tell you. Whatever. She was polite about it because she ended up in the hallway all upset. She's doing, she's talking to the producers and she's just not happy. And can you blame her? She don't want to go back in the room. And it's like, dude, even if you didn't feel like you were attracted to her, it's been like two, three days. Couldn't you have given it some time to get to know her? to see what she was like, to see if those feelings evolved? Or is everything for you just physical? You just need to see what she looks like on the outside, forget what she is on the inside? Because she's a pretty girl. She's just not what he finds attractive, I guess. But at no point does he ask her if she finds him attractive. He just assumes. And she does point that out. You just assume everybody finds you attractive, I guess. Who thought? Anyway, there is a couple on the show, um, Taylor and Brandon, which from my understanding with these shows, they're recorded well in advance. So you're supposed to keep everything very quiet until the show is over. Unfortunately, Brandon didn't do that. And Brandon made a big spectacle of making sure that he filed for an annulment in December, January. The show just kicked off in January. And it's already, of course, news to all of us because he did it in a way that all these little news outlets picked it up. So we already know going into the show that they didn't make it because he's made this thing happen. He could have done that quietly or he could have waited till the show was over because apparently they're not even living together anymore. But whatever. When you're watching this show, you kind of wonder... Why he's even here? Because he's a spoiled brat. There is the, and I probably should have waited to record this because I think it comes on tonight. But in the episode that just happened, he is in bed sleep. She wakes up and they like them to make these cute little videos of their time together when the camera crew's not there. And she's doing this little camera video with her phone where she's, you know, it's cute. She's trying to say she has a new husband and he's snoring. And well, he wakes up while she's making the video, jumps out of bed, flies to the bathroom. He's all apparently upset with her. He doesn't say this for the rest of the day. He acts like a spoiled brat. Now, keep in mind, they're on their honeymoon. They're in this gorgeous location. They're also spending time with the other couples. He is barely responding when she says things. Other times, he's just point blank ignoring her. 
she'll bring him like a drink or something and he tells her he doesn't want it and he'll just turn away from her. Or if she's trying to, like at one point she's trying to pick up some things in the room and he snaps at her about don't touch his stuff and don't touch him. And this goes on all day. Now I give this girl credit because she was still being polite and sweet and trying because, you know, <laughs> he might have came up missing if I was dealing with him, but whatever, you know, she was trying. And finally, that night when she's about had enough, he decides to go ahead and tell her that all of this is him being upset because she stuck a camera in his face this morning while he was asleep. Say what now? Dude, are you serious? And his thing was, it made him have a panic attack. Now, maybe he did. I don't know. But you couldn't talk to her all day and express this? You couldn't tell her that something was wrong, something was bothering you all day? Come on, dude. How old are you? If you're old enough to be married, you should be old enough to say, hey, what you did, it bugged me. But instead, you went around all day like a spoiled 10-year-old. I don't know. Whew. Goodness. But anyway, moving on. Y'all, I don't know how many of you have seen this interview so far today. Um, Gail King. Everyone knows Gail. Unfortunately, most of us only know Gail King because she's best friends with Oprah. I don't think I would know who she was otherwise. Maybe I would. I doubt it. Um, she's doing this interview with Lisa Leslie, the basketball star. And as you know, Kobe Bryant passed away recently. Well, Gail, for whatever reason, in this interview, brings up Kobe in a weird way. Instead of her just, you know, if she wanted to bring him up asking, hey, what do you think or what do you feel about this? She asked this girl if she thinks his sexual assault charge from 2003 or four or whatever will complicate his legacy. And from the way the girl answered, she apparently was friends with him. Why would you ask her that? First of all, I am not in any way saying that I don't think that sexual assault happened because I don't know. All I know is the whole case got dropped. That's all I remember from that. It got dropped or they settled or something. I think it got dropped because the victim didn't want to testify. If I recall correctly, don't, don't, don't quote me on that. But why are you asking her this? There's a time and a place for everything. I mean, there was another reporter who brought it up as well the day he died. And it's like, why are y'all bringing this up? He has a wife and he has children and they're all mourning and he has a family. And he has a huge, huge outpouring of love coming from other ball players and people he's inspired. And why are we bringing this up right now? There were years and years and years when you could have asked him this yourself if you were so interested in it. You've interviewed so many people. Ask him what you want to ask him. But now that the man is gone, you want to ask his grieving friends their thoughts about how it impacts his legacy. Um, really, Gail? Let's, let's, let's not. Let's not do this. <sighs> I feel like I'm talking a lot today. And I don't know. Whew, you guys are just not talking back. I don't know. This is a one-sided conversation. Don't you think? <laughs> um, Valentine's Day is fast approaching. And my single people, 
I don't want you doing that thing you normally do where you start to feel all sad or down about Valentine's Day. Because I'm going to tell you something. Despite what people may try to impl- implicate or make it seem, um, just because people are related in relationships or they're married or what have you, does not mean Valentine's Day is great and happy and wonderful and joy, joy. It doesn't. I have been in relationships where absolutely positively nothing happened on Valentine's Day. I've been in relationships where I was already one foot out the door, ready to go. And yeah, they did stuff, but it was too little too late and it just didn't have that kind of impact. So Valentine's Day is just another day in the overall scheme of things. Don't don't ever try to take what happens on Valentine's Day as some big sign that you're loved or cared about. Because let me tell you, you can have guys who are absolute positive dogs and don't care anything about you, but will still buy you crap on Valentine's Day because they know you're going to trip. Doesn't mean they love you. Doesn't mean they care about you. It just means that's what they're going to do because they know that's what they need to do. So if you're single, forget all of that. Do what the heck you want to do. You want some shit? Buy it. You want to go somewhere? Go. Treat your damn self, girl. It's about time, don't you think? Whew. Y'all getting me upset. Um, And one other thing I wanted to talk about. um, We have this habit as girls that we let people hold us back from the things we want to try and the things we want to do. You always have that. And sometimes, Lord, it's your family. Sometimes it's your friends that always got something to say that you can't do that. What do you know about doing that? You're too old to try that. Um, what made them the expert? Because I'm pretty sure you know what you can and can't do. So stop listening to other people tell you what not to do and have their little limitations hold you back from who you can be. Do you know how many times I've been told that I have way too many fires out there? Yep, I do have too many irons in the fire because this way I know some of them will click and some of them won't. But at least I will know. That if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, I know I gave each one of those things I wanted to try a try. And there's a list. So if you think I'm doing too much now, you just wait because there's so much more I plan to do. So I want you ladies to forget the naysayers. Forget the people telling you what you can't do, girl, and do what you can do because they won't be there. When you fail... Yeah, they got something to say. But when you succeed, they're the first people trying to say, I knew her when. Did you? Because I'm pretty sure you were the person telling me not to do this. You know? But whatever. I hope you all are having a fabulous week. Hopefully nothing too exciting won't happen between Wednesday night when I'm recording this and Thursday when I'm posting this. But who knows? If so, I'll just have to check back in with you. And if you guys need a little more sass from me, Hit my link in my website of this podcast and you can follow me on any of my social media platforms. And until later, have a good one.